Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Jolt and Joe's Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm Jolt and Joe, along with my co-hosts. Get ready for some skull-crushing wrestling chatter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, but it is not Rewind Wrestling Radio today. It is a very special edition. It's a throwback Thursday edition of the show today. And my friends, we are here with Jolt and Joe. Jolt and Joe, I want you to take it away. Welcome us to your show, brother. Oh, man. All right. So so I'm assuming that you all want to hear the old school Jolt and Joe. Jolt and Joe's Wrestling Radio it's too bad we don't have that uh, little guy we'd like to uh, kick around, but I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll watch this and we'll kick him <laughs> around anywhere, anyway. But we do have two of the most beautiful women involved in anything in wrestling. Uh, so, uh, you know, you guys know who they are. I don't think <laughs> I need to intro- in- introduce them, okay? Um, they got their act together. Now. Oh, no, we don't. Oh, no, we don't. <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would take to break Amy. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. I won't know the difference. <laughs> anyway, it's really fun to be here. I, 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 Ted, I want to, and of course, the man who, uh, who is always in the thick of things. Of course, uh, terrible Ted is, is right there. Now. I like that nickname, Terrible, Terrible Ted. Ted. So fitting. <laughs> but but I also have to say, and, and I had to, to learn about this, is that you know who really runs things behind the scenes, right? It's not the guys. Uh-uh. It's those ladies you're looking at right on your screen right mm-hmm. now. And Amy, I heard that Man, she lays the hammer down when it comes to getting this show together. So, uh, <laughs> she was mid follow. <laughs> I was hoping you'd Joe, spin you don't this. know me well enough. Damn. <laughs> I was hoping you'd, that, you'd that laugh was project at the screen and just <laughs> cover it in uh, whatever you're drinking there. <laughs> You know, but it didn't work. All right, that's okay. <laughs> well, I'm coming to you all from uh, the shack out back in uh, uh, upstate Nowheresville, or <laughs> and that's in South Kakalaki. And uh, you know, since I would just wing it on my regular uh, radio show when we did this, I think we're going to wing it today. And uh, so. We're going to give you opinions on various things. I actually spent the entire afternoon after work battling, uh, you know, trying to fall. Well, not trying to fall asleep. I didn't try to fall asleep. Falling asleep. But uh, I stayed awake and I watched the... um, the uh, I, I keep wanting to call it, guys, I want to keep calling it Royal Crown. 
How do you like that? <laughs> I, I think I drink a little too much whiskey, don't I? Hey. Man, but we're going to talk about that Royal Crown pay-per-view. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. And I'm sure I'll uh, forget a few names and Ted will have to remind me. But that's what happens when you get old. As long as you still got your voice, you can do anything. You know, um, you know, you can pretend you do a radio show, all that stuff. Anyway. We pretend I, we do a radio show and we're not even old. It's okay. I mean. <laughs> make it till you make it. Oh, man. So I, w- I will warn you guys real quick uh, that Nelio, the, the reason you guys probably, if you're watching at home, uh, saw me talking, but you didn't hear me talking. I muted myself on the mic real quick. Nelio finally called in. <laughs> to let ah. me know what was going on so uh he was like i just realized what time it is i'm gonna i'm gonna go home real quick and i'll log on so i, I think he's gonna be joining us in a in a Yay. in a few minutes here it was kind of tough to to hear him though there was some there was a lot of noise going on in the background so hopefully nelio will be joining us the brazilian giant over there um he's so big he's so big and you're so he little is. i know he's, so little. <laughs> he's always got something to say doesn't he yeah Ad nauseum. <laughs> but we love him. That's right. We do love him. We yeah, love absolutely. Him. So, Joe, what do you want to talk about first today, brother? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, I want to know your opinions of what's happening right now across the board in wrestling. And, and I know that's really, really general, but mm-hmm. what's intriguing you? If anything, now, if I remember correctly, especially with Ted, Ted was really getting into impact. I was a fan and had continued to be a fan of MLW, Mm. you know, and, and ladies, I'm sure you've got some ideas of what you like and what you don't like. And I'd love to hear just the general Consent and not consensus, but general general opinion of what's going on because I think we're in a really weird time and things may be shifting significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real, for real. I'll uh, I'll offer this one to the ladies first, unless they want me to go first here. Doesn't matter, whatever. All right, well, fine. Since I'm not hosting, <laughs> I'll give my opinion first for once. Uh, so. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I had been really getting into to impact um, for a long time there. I was just I was really on top of it because the product was was doing so well and they were making smart booking decisions. Um, and I think that they're continuing to do that. I, but I think that since they're, uh, you know, since they're kind of joining with AEW, uh, they've kind of been on the shit end of the stick. I think I think that they've kind of gotten the gotten the the worst of that deal. Um, because the the only people that really seem to have gotten the rub from that deal are the good brothers, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Christian cage who is under contract with AEW has the impact championship, you know, maybe not for long. Cause he's up again. Uh, I think he's defending it this weekend. I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. But, uh, but you know, it's, it, I haven't really seen impact get much from that deal and I, and I wish we would have seen impact get more from that deal. I think AEW definitely saw the better side of that. Um I think that AEW is uh is firing on all cylinders right now. I think that uh 
that they're doing a lot of good stuff. And I still have my worries as I always have. And since, uh, since we first brought Jolton Joe's wrestling radio onto this channel, uh, almost, you know, two years ago now, more than two years ago now, um, you know, um, no, almost two years ago. It was, it was, it was March of, of 2020. Um, you know, they, I still have my worries about them being WCW 2.0. But we talked to Crowbar a little bit about that last week um, Mm -hmm. with him having just been there for, you know, to be on elevation and the whole nine yards. And, uh, and he assures me that, uh, that he doesn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. And and he's told me that he's told me that privately as well. So I, you know, um, he was very, very candid with our audience and, uh, and uh, if you haven't checked out that interview, go check it out because it's a, it's a really fun conversation. Um, Shout with, out to Crowbar. Crowbar. We love you. And I'm so disappointed that I missed out on your interview. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think, I think AEW definitely to use uh, Crowbar's um, statement, they have their finger on the pulse right now um, of, of professional wrestling. And Tony kind of has a good grasp of what's going on. But I, I haven't given up. A lot of people have given up on the WWE product. Um, and I'm not ready to give up on it yet. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm dedicating seven hours a week of my time to watching their programming. Cause I'm certainly not right now. Um, but I'm not ready to, to throw in the towel and say that WWE has lost me as a fan. Uh, like I've seen a lot of people doing on, on social media. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's still a lot of hope, especially with this NXT 2.0. I think that uh, Rex Steiner, Braun Brecker, whatever his name is, uh, I think that he's he's got a very very bright future. And if they push him the right way, uh, I think that he could be, I think he could be bigger than Cena. Um, he's got the look, he's got the ability in the ring, he's got the mic. Um, you know, the the kid can go, and uh, I think that that there's there's light at the end of that tunnel. And I think that Nelio a couple weeks ago when we talked about the draft uh, hit the nail on the head that WWE is going after a different age bracket than AEW is going after. Um, you know, they're going on the on either ends of the sandwich of the key demographic, right? They're hitting like the teenagers and they're hitting the the older fan. And they are they're kind of focusing in that direction right now. The teenagers, the kids, and the older fan. And they aren't really worried about that 18 to, you know, 18 to 35 so much um which is smart because who has money to buy stock who has money to buy you know subscriptions and who has money to buy pay-per-views is it 18 to 35 year olds no they're all bogged down in student debt (laughs) you know um so so there's something to be said about that right um so i mean that's that's kind of where i'm at as far as uh the world of professional wrestling is going i think mlw is doing great stuff right now i think putting the strap on hammerstone uh, was absolutely the right move after a, a long, lengthy reign for uh, for Fatu. Um, I'm sure that if Joseph Samuel comes on the show ever again and he hears that I said that, he will want to kill me. But it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but I think I think that wrestling it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a it's the, name a better time to be a wrestling fan. It's not the, it's not the most popular it's ever been. I think that that was the late '90s, early 2000s, but. I think it's the best time to be a wrestling fan because there's completely open doors and the internet has provided so much more availability to us than ever before. So that's where, uh, that's where I'm at. 
All right, well, you know, sometimes I jump in and I make some comments, but I think in fairness to all of you, um, let's let's just go completely around here, the mm -hmm. loop, and, uh, and uh, then I'll just give you a couple of thoughts um, at the end of things. Amy, you want to jump in? Sure. So unfortunately, with my very busy schedule, the extent of my wrestling watching that isn't pay-per-views is with CCW right now, which, by the way, Tuesdays, 7 o'clock on YouTube, a live wrestling. Tune in. We're growing. Um, so, like, I've been really watching the indie scene, and that's what's been exciting me the most. Now with, like, at Florida and, like, Texas and, like, uh, the South has been open for a while, but now the rest of the states are starting to really open up. So indie uh, wrestling is exploding right now, which is good for us because we have so much talent to choose from now to bring in. So that's great too. And not only that, with the promotions uh, touring again, I don't know if you guys saw, but we had a couple of CCW uh, students featured on AEW last week. We had Rewind guest Tiffany Nieves on uh, AEW Dark as well as Will Austin and um, O.T. Fernandez. So, like, that's one thing that's been uh, getting me really excited about wrestling. Obviously, like, I second everything that Ted said about AEW. They're firing off on all cylinders. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see, hopefully, MLW. Uh, oh, he's here. Oh, no. <laughs> he's here. Oh. Ilya, you're so big. I know, right? <laughs> I don't hear that very often. Dalton <laughs> 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 Joe. It's so great to be here. I'm so sorry, guys. Just tr trying to train, set up for the show tomorrow. And now I'm here with the legend, Jolton Joe, the, the patriarch, the man who laid the groundwork for this, you know, the man who made me busy once every <laughs> few weeks on Thursday night. Jolton Joe. <laughs> All so right. I have a I have a question for you. So, PCO, he's working ICW. He jump right in, man. PCO's <laughs> working ICW. He's working GCW. He needs to come to CCW, Joe. Yeah. Did you know that I that I mentioned that to him? This, uh, I would love. I mean, <clears throat> I know we're I know we're already. I mean, obviously, so. I'm no agent, but no, you're in, you're uh, you're getting ten percent of it, whatever his fee is. Yeah, I wish. Twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, ten percent of nothing is nothing, but exactly. Yeah. Uh, he threw. Uh, I threw a couple things out at him after kind of hearing from you, and uh, I, but you know, although he didn't come right out and say, it's funny because I wrote down to mention PCO. Um, I think that he's, uh, you know, he's out there now. You know, I think, look, I, I can't speak this because I know for a fact and because he told me. I, it's, it would be an untruth, but every indication from our back and forth was that he's independent and he needs, he knows he needs to take the next step because his biggest wish is, I think some of you know this, is to headline uh, the forum in Montreal yeah. as his big, you know, ta-da. And it, let's face it, the last couple of, uh, well, not counting COVID, okay? But anytime in and around when there wasn't COVID interfering, 
PCO's, um, I personally feel his star had slid with them. Uh, maybe not intentionally, but you know, as myself being a big fan, I, I always felt he should be up there. Yeah. Well, I felt he was I DIY. Know, I don't even talk. He was, about he was so DIY, and I felt like that was so awesome. And um, you know, then then he was kind of put in a box. And I feel like yeah. when we had him on the show, I think it's so funny because he was like, "Yeah, they were calling me," and then the Bucks were calling me, and he thought he was talking to the same guys. You know, I, thought, I was like, "Oh, damn!" You know, um, I feel like man, he was really close to I. I think being like a top heel in all elite wrestling on national television. Um, and he should be actually, I mean, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask QT Marshall. I'm going to text him right now and see yeah. uh, what he feels or what Tony Khan's thoughts are on PCO, but I have a feeling they freaking love him. I love him. So um, I feel like he'll, he'll, he'll obviously strive in GCW. I think that's actually perfect for him because yeah. all elite wrestling is so crowded right now. Yeah. Um, and I think he will strive on the Indies and be that DIY do it yourself superstar with his awesome promos and the top of the card guy. And uh, look, I have uh, I have a couple people who reached out to me um, a couple big, big names. I haven't yet to announce. And they want, they said, did you reach out to PCO? And I said, I only have his numbers. So I'm going to ask his agent, Jolton Joe, uh, and his agent will get me uh, uh, some dates on him or something. But, so I hope, I hope like, like you said, I, I know I've heard uh, some internal things from uh, Ring of Honor when it comes down to like the Briscoes and um, uh, some other guys too that are, they, they basically said we need to work other dates because what's being done is not, you know, it is what it is, right? It's, you know, it's what, once a month? Uh, right. And then, well, and I don't know if we should be recording this, but what do you think, Joel and Joel? Like, like they're a billion dollar company. I, I really don't think we should talk about this like uh, on air, but I, I think it might. So, so, you know, so don't talk about me, it, and we'll talk about it off air. It might give me some heat, but what would what do you think? Like, they're a billion dollar company. They're a billion dollar company, and they have um, all the television networks. Everything set up. Everything is like is just right there in front of them. Like, what? Ha- like, is it just, because they're not a priority to, to? You just gave yourself the answer. Okay. The company is happy with what they're giving them. Right. The company wants uh, content and content that's obviously not too controversial because right. they tend to be conservative. Yeah, what's we know, know? Sinclair is yeah, right wing. Yeah. And, you know. And, and, so there it is. That's what you. That's what yeah. you got. Yeah. You're getting what you get. They don't care. Yeah. Just it's 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 just there's some talents there. Like I think the Briscoes. I, I know. Right. I guess. You know, like who have been loyal, yeah, who have been loyal, but now they're on the longer end of their careers, you know. And and uh, and AEW is full, it's a weird thing. Like, AEW is full, and these guys, like, I mean, to me, they're full. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll make room, but it's such a weird time. Like, these guys come out uh, potentially available for dates outside of Ring of Honor at like this very strange time, you know what I mean? Like, uh, now. And I think we talked about this like a year ago when the forbidden door opened. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you right now, the market for independent wrestling wrestlers is like, I mean, there is, I mean, you can be a big star and you're going to have to work indie dates and you're going to have to bust your ass again because like a uh, uh, AEW is just so top heavy and there's a lot of right. other companies out there, but like 
a PCO on the market right now. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. And the Briscoe's on the market, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan Gresham, whoever else is coming out of it. Right. But if AEW is giving you a contract, you're, you know, you're pretty solid. Take like, it. Yeah. <laughs> not if you're just popping in there, like, you know, with your, uh, some of your students and stuff, right. it's, you know, it's one shots or whatever. And yeah. And it's good. It's, it's really, the, the, the money is good. Like uh, uh, someone like Layla and, and, like Kylan, who are doing it uh, very fairly often, it's really good, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the once every once in a while, it's tough, you know, but it's better than otherwise, you know. It's better than better. working, you know, like you know some Indian Indian uh, community center in Melbourne. Hmm. Well, the the um, the other side of that is somebody like uh, Lady uh, Lady Frost. Now I oh yeah I think, yeah you know I think she's close to um to being uh impact if she hasn't signed uh, there's definitely something brewing there but unfortunately i'm not sure if it includes the gentleman you know so obvious as a husband wife team there's you know I, i'm sure they'd like to do whatever they do at least the other. Pro- yeah proximity to each other but to me that's a good move for impact for the women. I think the women have a lot of potential uh, yeah. with impact now. Um, I just met her. I just met her at Mania backstage at uh, Bloodsport, and uh, we both bought a lot of. Um, uh, um, it's kind of like this uh, investment opportunity from Teddy Hart. Oh, my. Just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> just joking. Uh, but uh, uh, she was super nice. Um, but yeah, I feel like she's like, um, yeah, I feel like she should be at the next level. But it's one of those things where there's like a million spots. You know, I've seen her do a lot of really awesome indie shows, though. Like someone like a Christy Janes, who's on our show this weekend, too. It's like a weird time because she's so good. Uh, a Frost is good. But yeah. it's like, yeah, it's she's, weird. Frost, Lady Frost has got a good gimmick and uh, you know, I think she's talented too. And her, her uh, body, like uh, she's become a physical specimen. If you look at it from a year oh, to now, like she has gotten to the next level. She's like, she's built like a tank, you know, which is good. So um, I think we um, have put everybody else to sleep so why don't we <laughs> let them talk now well, let's 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 let amy finish her thought that nelio interrupted while exactly. she, was, she was like mid. sorry guys i just come monopolized the like yeah and i just i, I, I just come hurricane. on and i'm like you just well joe like one of the things i wanted i want to no no real quick just, amy, shut up. was uh new bands <laughs> if you can see some new bands on the horizon yeah, I, I, yeah I think you need to cut his mic i muted him <laughs> all right so amy Please continue. I mean, I pretty much finished my thought. Like the the one thing that's been captivating my attention is everything I'm doing with CCW right now and trying to expand them as much as possible. And then also under other indie promotions that I'm watching also. Understood. So I want to apologize for not having watched CCW yet. I'm going to confess. I'm sorry, guys. I promise you next Tuesday night, I will be there. I know. In the chat, Joe. Joe, you gotta, you, know you gotta what? catch the up. It's episode, it's episode fifty-eight. Go. <laughs> it's episode fifty-eight. So if you start now, you can be caught up by Tuesday at seven o'clock. There you go. <laughs> now you can start fresh. We have some cool stuff coming up um, this week. But yeah, Joe, it's 
it's uh, uh, there's so much content out there, right? Like it's so hard to watch everything, you know. Well, I want. I just want to say because we, we're going to um, we're going to let Angela talk now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of jumped a little bit off the MLW bandwagon only because I feel like they do too much leading to a big match, and then they they take those little left turns. Somebody gets beat up in the back and there's no match or it's been going on since they started it back up in January. And I kind of lost patience. I love some of the guys and, 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 you know, in the promotion, but I just think they can do a little bit better there. So having said that, let's stop, breathe, let Angela get in here before she, <laughs> before she face plants because she's had a hell of a day. <laughs> I, thought you was gonna, I thought you were going to look all gaunt. You look fine. You look no, more Italian. Oh she always more Italian. good, but she had a bad day, man. She had a bad week, but a bad month. I've had a bad month. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, honestly, like, I pretty much just can echo a lot of what Ted and Amy both said. Um as far as where wrestling's at right now, it's not like, I do talk a lot of smack about how I can't stand to watch it most of the time, but um, you know, it actually isn't a bad time for wrestling because we are seeing, you know, different angles of things. You have AEW doing what they're doing. Um, I do kind of agree that the whole situation with impact has overshadowed impact a little bit, um, which is disappointing because they did have some good stuff going on for a while. Um, WWE is always hit or miss. They have a couple good things here and there, but it's still like, I'm not going to dedicate so much time to watching it. Um, I do think that we are in a great spot for women's wrestling right now. Um, and like overall, I've, I've definitely gotten more just like Amy into kind of keeping up with what a lot of the indie feds are doing. I've mentioned multiple times on the show, like I can more so enjoy watching weekly CCW stuff because I can actually get invested in it as opposed to, you know, sitting there and watching hours and hours and hours of the same storylines on WWE and the poor booking and all of that. So, I mean, I, I definitely think that they try to push some of the nostalgic moments a little bit, but it's still kind of like they, they bring it up and you get that feeling, but then they take it away from you so fast. So it kind of makes you lose a little bit of interest in it. But overall, it's not awful. It's just not something that I can watch 10, 15, 20 hours of every week and, you know, dedicate that much time because I have other things to do. But I'll always be a wrestling fan. I'll always keep up with it. Um, And I'm just, you know, hoping that we see things progress for the better, you know, moving forward. It uh, makes a lot of sense. I I, I feel... (laughs) in terms of the women and that's what brought me back to wrestling is, mm-hmm. you know, Lacey when, Evans that's what brought him back to wrestling was Lacey no. Evans. <laughs> <laughs> man I'll tell you what she, her Instagram she's had some serious stuff on there birthing her baby in the in the water and everything very She's powerful, man. I, I think she just does some cool stuff. But you're, t- you're talking about Jordan Grace's OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Careful, Jonathan Gresham's coming. <laughs> no, you were talking about um, that beautiful girl, the blonde one. Lacey she Evans. was in the WWE. Lacey Evans, yeah. So she did a water birth. Yeah. 
Where can I see that? So put the link in the chat. I, Instagram. <laughs> I mean, you know, she didn't put the whole thing up, but, you know, it's some interesting. So I, I think something like, uh, just to, to, to jump off of something that Ivy said, is that the WWE finally course corrected today. And they had to fly halfway across the world to course correct I think something that a lot of fans in, in, you know, world wrestling entertainment around the world needed to see change. And, um, you know, I thought it was the best thing about the uh, uh, pay-per-view earlier. And I think it's pretty clear. Everybody, if you guys watched pay-per-view yet, uh, Goldberg finally winning <laughs> back on the winning track, the whole world, you know, Goldberg just keeps, kept losing. Finally, he gets the big win against Bobby Lashley. Like, how does that make you feel? You know, finally, the greatest wrestler of all time back in the WWE, back on track. He actually looked good today. He looked like he actually was prepared for this match. Like, I'm not going to lie. He he got the jackhammer up. It was- you know, they call Shawn, they call Shawn Michaels. <laughs> that's that's the, the name of a yeah. film somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they call, he got, got the, the jackhammer up. They call name Shawn your Michaels next Mr. Uh, uh, WrestleMania. I guess Bret Hart is Mr. SummerSlam. I guess we're going to have to start calling Goldberg Mr. Crown Jewel. Because he had a jewel of a match against Bobby Lashley today. Crown Royal. I think um, at this point, um, you know, the, the way that the way that the way that uh, Nelio just gets like super boner talking about Goldberg. The only thing that could possibly top Goldberg's win uh, at Crown Jewel is if Goldberg were to go on social media and issue a video tagging Venetius and telling him that he's it. next. He's yeah. next. I am next. <laughs> Venetius would actually job at that point. You know what? (laughs) All the events that took place at the pay-per-view today, for you to bring up Goldberg. (laughs) Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Edging Rollins started things off hot. The crowd was hot. That's one of the best crowds that that I've heard in a while. Okay, they had it all down. Anytime they reacted, you know, you know, you knew it. This is awesome. What, whatever it was, they were loud, right? When they weren't, they were still into it, but you could, it was a huge drop. So, for example, Edge and Rollins, good match, you know, a lot of physicality. Uh, everybody was excited. Then we went to what was the second match? Was it Dewdrop and Zelina? No, no it was it was yeah. uh, Man, so, yeah. Mansoor, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. Okay, oh, yeah, that, no problem. I get those guys. I get Dewdrop and Mansoor uh, confused all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that you you're right. That, that, but you did know, you, did Dewdrop wrestle in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. So how, did the, did the, how did the crowd react to the women? I haven't watched it. Just the Goldberg well, thing. That's I watched where it I was times. going. Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so the the audience level, the noise level went down. Um, I don't think I, I really think that they were much more into seeing the men. And I'm not making that as a statement. Uh, condoning it in any way, it, it was clear that the roar, the intensity came from the men's matches. Was it fair? No, no, I don't think so. But the, the crowd speaks. 
you know, um, in in my you know in my room at watching TV, I thought I saw some excellent uh, women's matches. One thing I would uh, kind of warn, if I were to tell WWE anything, it would be that you have really talented people in Becky, Sasha, and um, um, Bianca. Mm. And I thought they choreographed a little too much. I thought there should have been more intensity there. They should have been angrier. Becky got popped around. It was almost like they had her sitting in a corner too much, you know, which happens with these three and four person matches. I've never been crazy about them, but there was was a lot of choreography. Three three or four corner matches have always been a pet peeve of yours. You know, but the intensity level was not the same. And when you have three talented women like that, late in the show, it it should have been more. Now, what is it because, you know, it was a mostly male crowd that didn't appreciate it? It could be, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think Saudi Arabians, like, hate women and stuff. I'm yeah, kidding, at not least all of them, but like not, they, they're, 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 they probably weren't very like. Didn't someone get uh like uh, didn't uh, the heart? She got a water bottle thrown at her. Thrown at her, and then yeah. uh, some people had she had some names called. They didn't just didn't want to see the women there. It's nice that they're. It's great for the country that they're pushing that. You know, hopefully that that'll cause change. But I guess it doesn't happen overnight. You know, right? And this is only the second time that Yo, you can't fault the ladies for the intensity. <laughs> oh, but the, no, no, no. And I'm not it's women hating. Jesus, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Amy's gonna get on her feminist chair. Everybody, go get a smoke. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? Go, go get her. This, go get him, Amy. No, the two ladies on this podcast know that I. Never go that way. I'm, no, I'm, definitely not. I, I, definitely no, I'm just joking. You're, you're a one-way kind of guy, Joe. We know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, so I'm so I'm gonna go back and watch just to see what Dewdrop wore. You know, like they were all covered up completely still, or no? Were they allowed? The, to they wear bodysuits with a t-shirt over it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, I, I can say even even though like you know you guys are you know talking about like how the the crowd didn't quite give the women the reaction that they may have deserved. You still have to look at like the cultural aspect of them even having the opportunity to put on a show in Saudi Arabia like that. I mean, that's a big deal because that's something that, you know, for years, that's not what you would ever see in that, that country. So the fact that they even get the opportunity, you really have to like, you know, tip your hat to the ladies for being able to go out there and still put on, you know, a show and give the effort to go out there and do that in knowing that they are potentially not going to get the same reaction that the men are getting. So, I mean, in all honesty, you know, whether it's the fans just were not as interested in it or, you know, whatever the the dynamic was there, you just really have to like give those women credit for being being able to have that opportunity and going out there and doing it. I feel the reactions in the, to the men at some point are are, are different too. I feel yeah, just yeah. In, 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 you're in a different country. Like uh, you know, I think Brett talks about in his book. Like uh, you go to he would go to Germany and England, and he would be the this huge star there. And then this was before he was you know elevated into the 
world championship thing. And then obviously British bulldog and stuff. And, um, you know, there is a cultural thing in professional wrestling. Hugo Savinovich like saw me and, and said, you're the Brazilian, you know, destroyer because he believes that other countries will are very nationalistic, jingoistic. So it's like this thing where you need to have that talent from that country be the guy. So mm. you have uh, uh, Mansoor, who's Saudi Arabian, beat Ali, who is uh, not Saudi Arabian, right? He's American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's, I, he's, I think he's American. Yeah, yeah, he, where's his parents from? Mm. I don't know. Sure. But I'm but sure. We, yeah, I, mean, I think Saudi Arabia hates everybody else. That's why. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. As long as as long as he wasn't Saudi Arabian, he wasn't going to get a great reaction. So you kind of have those things still happening. Did you just say as long as he wasn't Saudi Arabian, he wasn't going to get an erection? Like, that's kind of how it sounded. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I heard obviously something in, about the, an in the country, it's illegal, illegal to have an erection if you're not Saudi. You should read the laws, Ted, <laughs> ignorant. But um, the point I'm making is I think we're past that in the U.S. Like, I think it's kind of funny when, like, uh, a guy runs out with an American flag and we're supposed to cheer him. It's like funny in the U S it's like we're, we're through that looking glass, but I think uh, uh, in Mexico and in Latin American countries and in the middle East still, like, that's what they want to see. They want to see uh, uh, there's their homeboy beat up yep. someone they hate, you know, yep. got, you know, God forbid WWE sign an Israeli wrestler. <laughs> That'd be the heel of the century over there, you know? So, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if they would want to do that, but I think that's still, why maybe the some of the reactions are muted you know yeah for sure and you know uh, i'm gonna cut in for just a second here um no yokozuna no ultimate warrior no roddy piper on that show the the saudis wanted those guys and they didn't get them i mean they should be disappointed you know yep so um reportedly i don't know i I, i've said this before on an on the the channel and and i'm not afraid to say it and i'm not afraid if it loses us a a subscriber or two um i refuse to watch these shows these saudi shows um i know that my one person number doesn't mean shit in the grand scheme of the ratings numbers for uh for wwe but i refuse to watch these shows where they're going over to saudi and taking that blood money Um, oh is it the khashoggi thing that gets you it's because that was the thing like we're not we're not gonna ago. we're not we're not gonna dive we're not gonna dive that deep let's though, deep yeah. dive no the saudi the united states we're about to get banned off of youtube and he's muted so, <laughs> and he's muted. so um i'm i'm just gonna say that i don't watch these shows i, I, I keep up with them i do keep up with them because we do this show and it's part of what happens in this industry that we pay attention to. And we, we talk about it. Um, so I go and I read what happened and, you know, I'll watch something on Twitter, you know, if something's really spectacular happened, I'll watch a GIF on Twitter or whatever, but I refuse to go on and, and give that satisfaction. And part of that's just pride for me. Um, I know Will feels much the same way. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I often feel that Vince gives the the Saudi crowd whatever they want, right? He does he does such great fan service in Saudi. And I turn around and I go, why the fuck can't you do that for the 90% of your fan base here in the U.S.? You're not, you can give absolute fan service whenever you go to Saudi two, three times a year, but you can't give us what we want as fans it's like 
it, it really it really grinds my gears. Cesaro is not winning on SmackDown, <laughs> and I'm mad about it, Ted. I agree with you. No, I mean, okay. Uh, I don't like the fan, but do, but do you like the show? Like, you want that fan service? You really do want Goldberg winning and all that stuff every single time? I mean, listen, Goldberg. listen, no, Goldberg, Goldberg can never see. wrestle another match, and I'd be happy. But to but we get, <laughs> you know, we get Brock versus Roman for the first time in this great run that Roman Reigns is having, in what is probably the most compelling story story in the WWE. And it's in Saudi, right? The Undertaker. What's the, what's the difference? The Undertaker wasn't at Mania because I mean, I'm not going to watch there. the fucking Saudi show because it's blood money. You know, Undertaker wasn't uh, at rock and fucking WrestleMania at 35, but he was in Saudi. You know, fuck that shit. That's bullshit. And I don't really give a fuck who says otherwise. Okay, but let's play devil's you advocate. Don't give here. a fuck. I mean, look. Unfortunately, like. Uh, China has done a lot of things to destroy the world and whatnot, whatever you, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of business with China forever. And I feel like, uh, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning and, and, you know, like Vince has a family that uh, he has to feed. He has great, great grandchildren who need Ferraris and stuff. It's like, I can't look, I can't. We need an adult. Bring bring me the world's tiniest violin so I can play you a song of, I don't really give a fuck what the music is. It's not just Vince's great grandchildren, but the the people who work as uh, um, editors on Peacock. You know, the people who are, are, I don't see a difference Man, between Amy has hooded Saudi up because Arabia she doesn't want to hear your bullshit right now. Okay, whatever. What? <laughs> Look, if Saudi Arabia, I mean, I'm not even gonna say it, but no, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> well, we can't. Like, we can't. Um, you can't really. We don't know what's going on in so many other countries and other companies, man. Like, uh, we didn't. Like, okay, we can watch Chris Benoit matches now. We don't have to enjoy them or whatever, you know, but nobody knew what was going to happen before Chris Benoit did what he did. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes on. Yeah, but in but other you know, countries, you know, too, what? that are probably I, I don't watch fucking stuff. Chris Benoit matches anymore either. You know, like, but, I, I just don't do it. No, no, the, yes, the, the, he was the, he was a fantastic performer, but I don't do it because I don't feel that it's the right thing to do. Like I'm the I'm the biggest patriot in the whole world. You know, like uh, uh, I love the country of Brazil. But I know the country of Brazil has done some messed up things. If the if if I mean the, the U.S. has WWE done some goes, up things. I wasn't going to say it. But I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm sorry. Shit. If Brazil. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so how about that, Brock Roman? Reigns? If Brazil, if Brazil did a wrestling show and WWE went and they do, but very very rarely, once every ten years, whatever. Chris Jericho defiled the flag or whatever. I'm going to watch it and be happy. But I'm I'm the Brazilian government has done some messed up stuff. I don't know. I mean, every government. Where does comes, the line get? I'm sure everyone by now has uh, is aware of uh, the finish. So why don't we <laughs> talk about that now? Uh, I read it. I really want to watch it. You're talking about the Brock and. Uh, yes, I, I heard am. it yeah, was. Yeah, I heard it was talking, magic. I heard you say that, but uh, but you were involved in some deep. Uh, you know what is it? That dark uh, dark net. Stuff. <laughs> You're pretty deep there, man. Grandpa Joe's right. breaking out the dark neck talk. The dark. <laughs> Not me, friend. All right. I heard it was magic. I didn't watch it yet, but I heard it was great. I can't wait to watch it. All 
All right, so should we not mention it and just say it would be really interesting to hear what you guys think when you find well, did you, did you If everyone else watched it, we should talk about it. No, I, I, it's no, already spoiled for me. Did everyone watch it? No, they didn't. Ted, I know you watched it twice. You were just saying how much you love the <laughs> Saudi shows. No, I think I'm the only one. So uh, I heard it was magic. Was it magic? Was it magic, Joe? Magic. No, no one gives. No one here. No, no. Gives, like it was a. Really? It was a. It was a mystery, right? In the end, is a mystery. In wrestling, a mystery is magic to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you're using those terms, then I would say. Um, oh, what's there's a Dylan Bob Dylan line. Oh, nothing was delivered. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. And that brings it home, you know, meaning literally they'll bring it home and do some more or maybe not. But uh, if Brock's back, then why wouldn't they? Mm. All mm. right. That's Ain't a, it just like the night that's kind of tricks dead. when so, you're trying uh, to be so quiet, you know? <laughs> yeah. On, on, on my show, that'd be considered dead air. All right. <laughs> so, Ken, what do you think, y'all? What, 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 uh, what else should we talk about here? I mean, well, I mean, uh, King, King Woods, I think, is something that, that we have to talk about here, right? Um, and that's another thing. They saved fucking King of the Ring for Crown Jewel. Fuck you guys. <laughs> There's Assholes. a king in Saudi Arabia. No king in America. It really makes way fuck. more sense to do yeah. it there. I really don't give a fuck. Uh, the king stuff. The king is like the sitting there, just killing the journalists king. while this, this show is going. This is just going up. Ready? Call, call HR. I'm waiting for my phone to ring because, right? So, so I think that I think that Xavier Woods. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> Ivy's calling me. <laughs> uh, um, I think that Xavier Woods and, and Cuz said this the other day when I, um, I was actually talking to him. Um, Woods is the one guy that's on the roster that is featured all the time, but is somehow completely underused um the guy is so goddamn talented and if you look at his stuff in impact um it was absolutely incredible and and i really was hoping um that when he came in he would be a strong mid-card player um and then he kind of just got relegated to being the third man for a long time when Woods and Big E would be the tag team, you know? And some of that, from what I understand, was injury. But a lot of it was no one knowing what to do with this guy um, because it was pre, you know, he was kind of pre-NXT being a success. So they, it's not like they could mix him in with those guys, you know? Um and to see him get the King of the Ring title and say what you will about King of the Ring in the modern era, um, but the King of the Ring title, in my mind, still means something, you know? Um, doesn't mean what it used to in the 90s. No, unfortunately not. But but it shows that the company has has thought for you and, and has um, faith in you a little bit. Um, 
you know, Baron Corbin is obviously a guy that the company wants to push and wants to, wants to do good things at some point um, and, and maybe draw some numbers at some point. And they gave him that hoping that he would. Um, and I, I can only hope that they have those same thoughts about Woods because I think that he could be an absolutely fantastic um, high mid-card guy if he got a singles push. And, I, and I'm hoping that this um, kind of pushes him in that direction a little bit. So I, I, and I think that hopefully we, we saw that from this result of him being king of the ring. Okay, so I'm, a mat, uh, I'm guessing here that nobody saw the, at the very end of the uh, sort of the crowning no. no. Okay. Uh, take a look at that and see if you uh, see if you see get a direction really? where he might be headed mm. as mm. the king of the ring. I, I, I don't know. I, I always saw. Here's the thing. Like I always saw him as overachieving because um, he was always. It was originally positioned as the mouthpiece to the New Day, and they have overachieved. <laughs> like they've become one of the best things to ever happen in the WWE. He's a multiple-time tag team champion. Um, he's not even two hundred pounds. He's like five eight and a half, and he's done so much. Uh, he he hurts. It hurts him that uh, the cruiserweight title is relegated to a show on the internet and not part of the main show. Otherwise, he would be that guy who was a great talker. He'd probably have the cruiserweight title five or six times, and then he would be a tag team guy, and then he mm-hmm. would be a, uh, a manager maybe, and mm-hmm. then he would be uh, probably part of the company in some sort of like talking head thing. He's done amazing things with his um, up, up, down, down. He's incredibly well-liked by every single person in the locker room, and he has an amazing job security. So yeah, he's not Big E and Kofi, but he is over. When I saw him as Consequences Creed in TNA, if you had told me he'd be a multiple time tag team champion and definitely a future Hall of Famer, probably twice over, I'd say you're smoking crack. But you're it's it's happened. It's it's happened. So I think he's overachieved. And I also think he's happy as hell in his uh spot. So I would say like the King of the Ring hasn't meant anything since did Owen win it first or did Austin win it first? Who won it last? Owen or Austin? I think, I think Owen won it in 97 and Austin won it in 90. No, no, no. Austin won it after. Austin won it in 97. Owen won it in 96. Right, won it in 95, right? It hasn't meant anything since Steve Austin won it. So, I mean, it could mean something, but it doesn't. Uh, I mean, Sheamus, William Regal, Bad News Barrett. Like, I mean, obviously Sheamus won the WWE Championship, but I think he won it before he won the King of the Ring. So, uh, I don't see where, you know, the King of the Ring is, you know. Uh, and I think... Uh, consequences creed uh, uh xavier woods freaking yeah i think he's overachieved and he probably could retire at this point i think that's the i think that's i think this is his last run how old is he uh, jamie pull that up <laughs> he's, he's 33 yeah oh, he's young actually he's young oh, he's got seven eight more years in my head well yeah but how old but is I, kofi kofi's 40 then right 38 yeah he's pushing 40 yeah um, and Biggie is uh, like our age, is like thirty four, thirty five. Yeah, he's 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 my age. Um, Woods, oh. I think, though, wants wants to not be. You shut up, <laughs> little young Coatesville piece of <gasps> one hundred and twenty five pounds soaking wet. 
Coatesville girl. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, let's leave. Let's leave him alone here for a second. Let's turn a hard left. <laughs> Fifty Shades um, podcast. Let's mommy and Daddy are fighting again. Yeah, um, what the hell is that? <laughs> what else um, is new? I think Woods wants. I think Woods wants to quit while his body's ahead. I think mm. he's. I think his up, up, down, down stuff is so successful um, that he. I think this is kind of his last run. I really do. Oh, but to say that for a guy who's thirty three is I know. But, but uh Damian Priest is forty. He's in his first run. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, he's but, seven but years younger than first... Damian Priest and stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, think about what you just said though. He's a multiple time tag team champion. And you he's... said he you said you just before I said that you said he sucked. I think he's under <laughs> no, I think he's underutilized. I think he's one of the most I think he's one of the most overused, not overused. I think he's one of the most heavily used guys who's the most underutilized in that he doesn't I mean, get but to get you, in the when ring. you see when you see Xavier Woods, are you like, wow, that guy should beat Brock Lesnar? No, but did I say he should beat Brock Lesnar? No. I mean, I, I don't said... think he should beat Finn Balor, but he did today. <laughs> like... I mean, I, I think he should be upper mid card. I think he should be your. I think Finn Balor is like a main, champion. like should be a main event guy, and he beat him today. Well, I mean, that's because and, the company, Xavier, because the company has zero weird, faith in him. Xavier's got some. I think his Finn Balor is probably going to leave. Well, yeah, he's uh, going to AEW. Probably, yeah, I don't think <laughs> AEW. I used to be like New Japan. I guess every, I guess everywhere outside of WWE is uh, AEW now. But I think Xavier Woods is overachieved, and like he's probably gotten wins over guys. He, I mean, I, if you put those, if you put a guy next to him. He's kind of a small guy. Just totally yeah. awesome wrestler, though. So it's like, you know, I don't understand the underutilized. You know, you could put a uh, – did he ever win the Intercontinental title or anything? No. no, right? Just tag belts, right? I think it's all, I think it's all been uh, ooh, I, I think I'm going to triple, a, I'm gonna triple, triple check, check that right I now. I think there's a U- U.S. title thing that they did with him briefly, maybe. I think that if he won a singles title, he was then injured and subsequently had to give it up. Let me let you me pull that up. Was. Jamie, pull that up for us here. <laughs> Xavier Woods. Joe, what's what's yeah. next, brother? <laughs> well, what do you think? Now, is, what do you think? Is Woods underutilized, overutilized, utilized exactly how he should? I mean, put put Xavier Woods next to PCO or put I Xavier mean, Woods next to uh, Brody I, Lee. I agree with you on that point, okay? Um, I I, but I'm not a big Finn Balor fan either. Be, yeah, he's not too. <laughs> my, my wife said to me tonight while we were watching it, she said, yeah, really, once you get past his entrance, she loves his entrance, you know, bah! but <laughs> that's it, you know? Unless Angela he, just loves his abs. I, abs aren't my thing. We've talked <laughs> about this. She likes oh, big guys. She likes big guys, Ted. Uh, I do, but the, I don't ever date them. Oh, good, good. <laughs> We're toxic, but uh, um, but uh, Joe, did you, you, you ever watch like uh, Finn Balor? I think he's really tempered his style in WWE. Like uh, he was mm. one of those guys, like a Kenta, who I think oh, was right. ne- okay. need, yeah. needlessly stiff, like yeah. you know, kicking guys in the head when he didn't have to. Mm. So I think that he, his style changed. That that might be one of the things where it's like, man, you know incredibly fluid like uh, a step below AJ Styles in terms of like you know technical but yeah I, I could see that too I don't I don't know he, he has a weird shaped head too like a, well, like once a again, rectangle okay the things that were most 
Success. What is happening? I just ignored it. <laughs> the things that were most uh, impactful for me sitting there uh, tonight were the, the uh, matches that had stories. You know, uh, to me, the king of the ring and the queen of the ring, uh, okay, I get it, but not exciting. You know, uh, Edge and Rollins had heat, it had storyline. I'm okay with that. You know, Brock. That was a big, Edge. that was a big blow off. And Roman and Brock have yeah. a lot of history. So, you know. Right. So those are the things that pull you in. You know, and so I'm, I'm a story better, guy too. Yeah, I, I agree. What story. better story yeah. than Paul Heyman right now? You know, I mean, obviously, it, it, it's not just about Paul Heyman, but it. But whose side is he on? I love that. Exactly. <laughs> Where's Bobby Heenan screaming it out? So yeah, so so that's the stuff that that's intriguing. You know, mm. um, is is Arn Anderson uh, and Cody Rhodes go, is that going to blow up? Yeah. Or is it, is it just Arn being tough and snapping Cody back, you know, into shape and, uh, up for another run at something, you know, that's more interesting to me than just throwing a couple of wrestlers out there week after week after week. Do you feel, do you watch any AEW Joe? Yeah. Do you feel oh, yeah, that? I mean, at least I have felt. I have felt that Cody has taken his time to tell a story. I know it's because he's the son of a son of a plumber. I know where he came from. I know all that stuff. But I think it's like, I mean, I'm not. I was never a Cody guy. Like when he was in the Indies, I don't like you know. But since he's been in AEW, he shines a mirror against a lot of other stuff happening in that company because every single one of his matches and stories make a little bit of sense even a simple one like the anthony agogo story you know well, say what you will about it, it it was something and i feel like he, he definitely places a stark mirror against the rest of the AEW feuds because there's very like he can draw so much emotion off of one thing like um you know i don't know if 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 they can you know if they can put more faith in cody to do that um but i feel like he's kind of that's something that wwe was also used to be a lot better at like, uh, uh, do you think that's something that has hurt AEW, though, like, that they only have really one or two single heartfelt stories running across it? Or is it just something oh, that fans don't care? Like, maybe me and you, because we're old-timers, because we watched it in 1993, because we remember, you know, like, you know, I watched indie feuds that I cared about. But I, I don't know if the, the millennial who's coming in, who's 20 years old, or Zoomer, who's, you know, a 22-year-old, do they give a shit about that anymore? Well, I, I, I think that they're not just appealing to that. So you get a couple of stories. Then you get um, the Bucks who constantly have something going on. And now, of course, you have a faction there, right? And, and the Bucks are all action, okay? There's no story. You know, Jim Cornette can complain till he's... Yeah. Blue in the face. Yeah, but, but, but the 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 cage match had a story. But I I agree. A lot right, of times it's just I'm I'm rich and I'm an ex- EVP and screw you. That's the story. You know what I mean? But that but match then you story. have characters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Orange Cassidy is a character. People 
are buy into that character. So they're willing to the same thing with, uh, what's his name? The skateboarder, um, Darby, Darby, Allen. Darby Allen. Okay. Darby Allen had a gimmick. It was a younger gimmick. Then we brought Sting into it. It kind of all fit together. So now you kind of bring in young and old and, and that can work in various feuds. And then you have the Lucha brothers, you know, which I thought they should have held on to the tag tag belts. Uh, and I think they just lost them, didn't they? They lost uh, AAA, I thought. Wasn't it? Oh, was that yeah, the AAA? AAA? Okay. Yeah. That's right, because the Bucks have, uh, that's right. But I, whatever it was, I it feel like they should have held that longer and they should be in the spotlight because they're really good and they're different and, you know, uh, why not have a little lucha? Why not have some of the best uh, female wrestlers you can? I think Britt Baker's, you know, in the beginning, I thought, oh, man, they're they're ruining her. But they brought it up to speed now. You know, she's she's got something there. Um, I, don't, I don't, honestly, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I don't want to see the little... <laughs> Did you ever see this picture of Darby Allen with his ex-girlfriend? How wild is that? You're getting messages, bro. <laughs> well, it's from this NXT, this NXT guy is making his debut tomorrow in CCW. He's like, what time am I going to be there? I don't know, early, bro. Threw me off, man. I don't know what I was uh, saying. Now you got another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, isn't right. that crazy? If anybody wants to jump uh, in, right. go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just went down a one-way street. No, 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 no. You were talking about Britt Baker. You were talking about like uh, that they went full circle with her. Uh, her getting injured actually helped. Her putting uh, a rebel with her actually helped. Oh, I know uh, what I was going to say. Go I don't want to those uh, the uh, Japanese women that they had in there, especially in the beginning with the you know cosplay dresses and all that. Sailor Moon horse shit. That doesn't do it for me. Maybe right. it did for the younger guys or maybe the, the girls, but I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I didn't like it. And I didn't think they were championship material. So. Talk about Riho. Riho. And Emi Sakura and one, stuff. The one that tried to be. Emi, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Freddie Mercury. I, I just Emi couldn't Sakura, stand yeah. that stuff. But. But somebody, somebody else here might think differently. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Maybe I just put them back to sleep. <laughs> no, I, I, no. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that AEW um, has had so, has some compelling performers that keep drawing your interest in lack of in the areas where they have a lack of a definitive. Um, storytelling process yeah you know, where are they gonna where are they gonna tell the stories going forward if you have daniel bryan cm punk i mean literally you have uh like aw dark and you have elevation and you have rampage and you're going to you still don't have enough time to tell stories about brian cage orange cassidy because you're gonna you're gonna add uh bray wyatt and you're gonna add buddy murphy pretty soon um you have guys coming in like uh um uh, Tony Nese is coming in. Um, I know underneath, but he's still coming in. You have guys like Davari um, 
that are coming in and those guys are going to demand some, not demand, but due to their popularity will demand some attention. And what will happen is all the people that you spoke about with the exception of probably Britt Baker for obvious reasons are kind of being relegated. I mean, how much time on television are you going to have to tell these stories? You have enough already right now with Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, like all those guys need those stories. Imagine uh, a seven match pay-per-view, eight match pay-per-view. How do you put, you know, when Bray Wyatt gets there, <laughs> when he gets there, uh, how do you put these guys all on these pay-per-views? And, and what does that do to Orange Cassidy, who you've told this awesome story? He was ready to pop. I know Brian Cage was ready to uh, uh, ascend, um, you know, up the card. And then the top of the card just, in, just exploded. You literally have no time. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. I guess it's. It's a, a good true. problem, but it's also a real problem, you know. Which is. Which is that's, again. That's why pretty I'm... similar to something that I mentioned when we were discussing like the debut of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, and I said mm-hmm. that by them bringing in so many big stars like back to back to back, I worry that they're pulling the trigger too fast, and they're not going to know what to do with them. So mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. you know echoes the same thing that we when we had that discussion like what you just said. So yeah, I kind of agree with you on that for sure. I mean, big, big show came in to have a run. Where are you going to put the big show right now? Big show came to have a run uh, and have matches. Where do you put the big show now? Big shows wrestling on, on the internet. He's not even on television. This is a guy who's a draw. Like he is a draw to casual fans. So he's probably a bigger draw than a lot of people on that show, but he doesn't, you literally have no space to tell a story with big show. They did with uh, QT Marshall, but I mean, where's the big show going from here? I know it's not a priority, but they signed him, you know, to do so. They didn't sign him to just to do um, commentary on Elevation, you know? So it's, it's, and uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan used to talk about TNT coming to them and asking for two hours of primetime television Monday through Friday. And he said, you guys are nuts. This is when they were at, at Thunder. The thought process was to potentially TBS and TNT on alternating nights, we're going to run two hours of primetime television. And Kevin Sullivan said, you're freaking crazy. But how many hours, like if you count the internet shows, they're at four, right? Or three? You're four. Four shows. Elevation. 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 Dark. Dynamite. I'm just talking about shows. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like we're at this weird, uh, it's just weird. Yeah, for sure. if, If WCW couldn't do it, in 1997 when wrestling was hot and they couldn't if they would add it a third show would have been a nightmare i mean they had uh worldwide. saturday night and worldwide actually they had more shows but if they had more primetime shows it would have been a nightmare right uh, i don't know if, if aew can do that maybe they can now maybe you have to re- like wwe rebrand them all to call it that he should buy the nwa and have an nwa show he should buy impact and have an impact show and have two uh aew shows and move the roster in between whatever if, right, if he's just playing old, with money old school yeah, if he's just playing with a billion dollars, he can do that, I guess. Uh, and he probably should, because then at least you'll get some old NWA fans like, wow, NWA's back, even though it's all a bunch of lower-card AEW guys. They'll be like, wow, the NWA's back. Or, hey, I'm an Impact fan, even though it's mid-card AEW guys. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but something's got to give at this point. Yeah. There's always somebody who could lead that uh, uh, – each of those shows, you know, like a Nick Aldis and a yeah. Oh, 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 you're talking about a wrestler. I'm about a creative. What if you put a creative in the hands of Paul? Like you, you hire Paul Heyman and you say you're going to run the NWA, and you hire some other guy and say you're going right. to run the Impact. And that'd be mm-hmm. cool too because you get a different flavor as well. 
You know, for, right, right now it takes two to two just similar. See, like we talked about with uh, Sinclair, um, it becomes content. We want content. So as long as you don't step over a line, then give us content. And we're not looking for major ratings on every show. I don't right. know that that could be true, but, you know, could be. Right. Well, well, Dark is a clear, like, uh, when someone peacock gave a billion dollars to wwe suddenly right. dark expanded to 11 matches why because uh peacock didn't they, they didn't know like oh i'm buying tom mcgee versus sd jones in 1987 they're not asking for they're just how many hours of professional wrestling are there wow that many hours i'll give you a billion dollars so it's like you can have 11 squash matches every single week at a very uh economical rate to be able to get your hours up to sell to a streaming service for $250 million, it's definitely worth it in the long run. That's clearly what they're doing. But if you're on actual primetime, and that's what we're doing with Dark, and it pumps the numbers up of the participants on the show, like, oh, wow, uh, uh, Scorpio Sky won 42 matches last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, right. yeah, you know, he won six meaningful matches and 30, you know, seven, you know, uh, uh, enhancement yeah. matches. Yeah. But in reality, that's what they're doing. But you can't do that on primetime television. Maybe you can. Maybe people don't care. Maybe we're well, through the looking glass, man. COVID has completely destroyed the world. We have a huge issue with containers aren't even coming to the port. Nobody wants to work anymore. I mean, professional wrestling is the last thing that we should be worried about. You know? You're uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, we go very, go. very valid. We should worry about China. That's what we should worry about. Oh, my God. All right. And with that... China. Yeah, Tim, that one, I'm I'm completely blown out. I'm old, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's it's getting it's getting to be Grandpa Joe's uh, bedtime here. Uh, we we gotta we gotta make sure he gets his uh, his teaspoon of sugar to make the medicine go down, and oh, uh, and then uh, and then he can go nun nights, you know. But uh, <laughs> but friends, before before we we wrap this show up, uh, make sure that you're you're grabbing your tickets for all your CCW stuff. Okay, there's there's so many shows. If I let Nellio start doing plugs, we'll be here for another half an hour. So there's so many shows, and there's so much great shit happening in CCW. Go get your tickets at ccwrestlingfl.com/events. Go get your tickets for all of it because they're moving so fast, guys. You, there's so much shit happening, and there's so much. Uh, backstage stuff happening that that we that you know we can't talk about on air necessarily. Crazy stuff, yeah. Um, there, there's just crazy stuff. One happening. one show to to just say is uh, November six, Brian Cage versus Andrew Everett, Bash of the Brute Ten. There's some crazy stuff going on, crazy surprises. Uh, we've already pre-sold a ton of tickets, but go in that will sell out. Actually, it's our first like because we just keep like expanding the area, so we are gonna cap this one. Like we're a little worried already. So that's the one, but the rest of them are great too. We have Moose coming in uh, December third too. It's gonna be good. Awesome, awesome, and Wait and guys, that, the Greenville, South Carolina show. It's coming. It's coming. We're South snaking Carolina. up. We're getting there. Melbourne and then Jacksonville. There you go. And then we'll get there. All right. Well, once you creep over that Georgia line, you got some yeah, guys. Then we'll just go. Well, I'm gonna skip Georgia. I'm gonna skip Georgia. <laughs> too All many right. roads over there. Too many roads, and then uh, go right to South. All right. All right. And uh, my friends, please remember to go support uh, the GoFundMe for Bryce. Okay. Um, there was an he's awesome getting better. update. He is getting better. Yeah. We saw an awesome update. Um, he's, he's finally in the maintenance stage of treatment, but, uh, but the family still needs a little bit of help. So make sure you go over and support them, buy a shirt, buy whatever. 
Uh, I think I've posted the graphic from that on social media before. And I think Amy's posted it on our social media as well. Um, so we will, we will make sure to post that again, Amy, I still have it saved in my, in my photos. I'll make sure to send it to you again to get posted. Um, please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, hit us up at, at rewind podcast, W R E W I N D P O D C A S T. Let us know what you thought about the show and let us know what your thoughts are on some of the topics we discussed. Maybe not some of the geopolitical stuff, so we don't have to get into that kind of stuff on Twitter, but, uh, but you know, some of the, the wrestling based stuff, it would be awesome to hear, hear what you guys have to say about that. Um, you know, and, or hit us so up in the comments. Shirt. I'm getting there. I'm getting Ooh, there. I was going to, I was going to end with that. I was going to end with that. Go, go, buy, impatient go, go witch. Buy, um, go buy my shirt. <laughs> yes, go, go buy Ivy fan shirt. Okay, go buy the Ivy fan shirt. Buy a a uh, uh, a ticker shirt. Okay, um, and get or, some CCW merch. Get some CCW merch. All right, and uh, and get yourself a uh, an OG. It's time to rewind shirt. All right, you can get that at wanamaneuver.net. And uh, remember, please, if you, to hit us up in the comments on YouTube as well, because that helps out with the uh, with the algorithm. Let's beat the, the algorithm, algorithm, brother. All right. So, uh, Thumbs Joe, up, comment. Yes, 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 yes. And go check out Alive Wrestling Tuesday nights, seven o'clock on YouTube at Coastal Championship Ooh, Wrestling's uh, YouTube page. All right. Uh, so, Joe, brother, it's been it's been amazing having you back, brother. <laughs> Thank, thank you for inviting me. I, I hope oh, I didn't. We uh, love you, Joe. Daddy I, I Joe. I hope I didn't the, take away anybody's airtime. No. 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 No, that's no. my job, Joe. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you are the All guest. Right, You're that. in charge here. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Joe, we, we love having you here, man. And you are, uh, you know, you are part of the reason that this has been as successful as it's been, man, because you're you daddy. came over and showed you're daddy. Tape, man. Daddy Joe. So, <laughs> so please know that you, you don't ever need an invitation. You can just say to me, Ted, I, I have stuff I want to talk about tonight. I'm coming Ooh, on I your like damn that. show. All That'd right. Be pretty Anytime. Cool. You know, so you're, you're always that. welcome. Here. This, this, uh, I mean, I can't believe, uh, I haven't fallen asleep yet. So I, I'm like, this has got me pumped. I'm ready. I'm go. ready for round two. But, but of there course, you, go. you know what? Okay. No, I'm not going to say it. And also, we got to say too, Tyler. Uh, we miss Tyler. We love you, Tyler, out there. Tyler, yeah, man, you're, here. you're yeah. out there, brother. You know, we're uh, we're thinking of you, pal. That's right. That's right. I, uh, I, you know, for those of you that don't know, Tyler, Tyler's taking a break away from from all of his podcasting stuff, um, and so he's he's going to be off the channel for a bit here and. Uh, you know, but if you if you want to keep up with him, he's still on all of the social media, so make sure you hit him up. And uh, all right, my friends. Well, it's been uh, it's been absolutely crazy <laughs> the the past couple of weeks. We've been we've been a little all over the place uh, between I me. Hope you guys and, all get better, man. Yeah, between me and Ivy, both having the the vid, yeah. man. It's been it's been nuts. But yeah. uh, but I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners and all of our viewers. Um, you guys have been absolutely fantastic and uh, your support has been absolutely uh, incredible. And so thank you so much for, uh, for jumping on with us and, and continuing to follow along with us. And uh, on behalf of everybody here, we, uh, we appreciate you and we will catch you next time on the Rewind Wrestling Network. <laughs>